Well, hello, hello, my friends. How are you doing? This is episode number 183 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. And how the heck are you doing, my beautiful bastards? How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Why? Because I got a whole bunch of beautiful bastards that listen to this crap on a regular basis and bring back new fresh bastards to listen to this show. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. I really do appreciate that stuff. I really, really do. Uh, folks, I want to thank you for the first time. I, uh, you know, I, I got into the uh, featured podcast level of uh on some sites where they show, you know, popular podcasts and they put up some crap where they show these podcasts, these podcasts are hot and up and coming and all of that crap. And apparently there's enough of you out there to push my dopey ass into that position. And I want to thank you from, from the bottom of my heart for that. I appreciate that. I really, really do. And thank you. Keep up the good work, you bastards. And, uh, <laughs> And for those, I'm going to do this very, very quickly so I can get to the theme song and talk about the crap I want to talk to you cats about. If you want to support the show, do me a favor. Go to at S. Anthony says that's a Twitter for the for the podcast itself. In the bio is a link was my Amazon link, my Amazon affiliate link. Go there. Click on it. Bookmark it. And if you go in the shop on Amazon anyway, make sure you do it through that link because that link supports this show, which you love. Oh, yeah, that's right. Get it done. You bastards. Get it done. <laughs> Much love to you all. And I just want to find out, my friends, are you ready for episode number 183 of the S. Anthony Says podcast? Of course you are. So let's roll that theme song now. Go! Folks, let me tell you about let me talk to you about something. I was talking to a friend of mine and he was complaining. He was having a little bit of trouble with his girlfriend and he was complaining because they were having a hard time. They've been together for a long time and she's nitpicking him to death is what he's saying. She's nitpicking over everything, every little detail. Soon as he does something, she's right on him, dropping the hammer on him on a regular basis. Well, come you don't do this and do that. She's dropping the hammer on him on a regular basis, and he can't take it anymore. He's upset. He doesn't know whether or not he even wants to be in this relationship anymore. He doesn't know. And he said, "You've been in relationships before. What did you do when a woman was nitpicking?" And I said, "You know what I used to do? I used to get up." upset about it it used to really bother me when women would nitpick if i was in a relationship it used to bother me then i started to notice that it happened right around the same period of time with every woman it was right around the time you know that part in the relationship where the initial chemicals that make you feel like you're in love wear off and it's just you and the other person because that's when you really find out how you feel about a person. Not when no, that initial flush, rush of chemicals run through your brain and you're all intoxicated and all of that crap. You don't go by that. The same way you don't go by how good a person can sing when they're singing drunk at karaoke. You wait until they're sober. You let them sing again. Why? Because they're drunk. And when you're in the beginning of a relationship, you're drunk on those chemicals. You're drunk. But now that those chemicals are wore off, have worn off, now all the stuff that she thought was cute about you, punk ass, all those things are annoying. 
She used to think it was cute when she came back to the house and your dirty ass socks were sitting in the middle of the floor. She thought it was cute because it was it was a reminder of Bill. You knew Bill was there and Bill is the greatest guy in the world. And because the chemicals had her drunk. The brain chemicals made her stupid. Just like the brain chemicals make you dumb too. The brain chemicals make us all dumb in the beginning. When the brain chemicals wear off, they move out. It's like a tenant that's in the house. That's the best tenant in the world. You own a house. That house is your brain. And you say, I'm going to let these wonderful chemicals in called love. The chemicals that go through your brain when you meet somebody and think they're the greatest things in the world. And those chemicals move into the house called your brain. And they're the best tenant in the world. They pay not only do they pay the rent they pay it on time and they give you a tip just for being a great landlord oh that's right they make renovations to your to the place and they say you know what when if when and if i leave you can keep all these new appliances i put in and i'm going to paint the place because that's the kind of guy i am they're the best tenants in the world those chemicals that make you feel love when they're in there they're the best tenant in the world you never want them to leave but you know they're going to leave if you've ever owned apartments you know when somebody goes into apartment apartment means i'm only going to be there for a short period of time because i really want a house where i'm going to stay and those chemicals are in your brain and they, they never turn up the music too loud when they have guests over the guests are respectful they always park in their parking space and when they're not going to be there, they let people park in their parking space without problems. Those brain chemicals are the best tenant in, your, in the world. They're the best tenant in your apartment called the brain. They're the best. You never want them to go, but you know they're going to. And then those chemicals leave. They wear off. And just like an apartment, that great tenant who you couldn't get enough of you thought they were the greatest person in the world they leave and move on to the next place or they go wherever you don't even know where they are but they're gone and they're not coming back and then the next tenant moves in to your brain it's not as much fun as love chemicals this new tenant is called stability now stability is nice enough it's not as much fun as the love chemicals but it's better than not having a tenant at all, right? Because when you didn't have a tenant at all, all you had was books, Pornhub, and bad sitcoms. And that sucks. But now you have stability. Now you know where she is. And she knows where you are. And she doesn't have to worry about you cheating. And you don't have to worry about her cheating. And you know you got a date on Saturday night. And you know you're going to have sex at least 2.3 times this week. I'm not going to say what the point three times is. But it rhymes. I'm not even going to say what it rhymes with. But I think you know what it is. In fact, maybe even it's 2.5 times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So stability is in there. Now, stability isn't as good a tenant as the love chemicals. Stability is fun, too. You know, they're fun. Enough. You know, it's like a, when you have a party friend and then you have a friend that's cool to be around. They don't go to the parties as much, but they're cool to hang out and watch a game with. That's what the stability is like. It's fun. It's cool. It's all right. You know exactly what's going to happen and you're OK with it. It's like going to a restaurant where they make the food exactly the same all the time. It's cool. 
But eventually, stability also leaves. And even though when stability was there, there was a part of you that longed for the love drug. Just come back and take the place if stability left. Stability starts to leave. And all of a sudden, another tenant moves into your brain. This one ain't any fun. Love drug was the best. Stability was cool. And then nitpickiness shows up. Oh, no. Nitpickiness sucks. Now, nitpickiness doesn't destroy the apartment, but they always show up and you show up to get the rent from nitpickiness and nitpickiness like, I don't really have the rent right now. Um, You see, I just got this job and I mean, we're working on pay periods and, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get paid for another two weeks. So, you know, if you could just be, be a little more lenient with me. I mean, once I get the first paycheck, everything will fall in line. And then it starts getting its paychecks and it still pays late, but it pays. But it's a pain in the ass because you like to get the books done. And because they, this one doesn't pay the rent on time, all of a sudden it throws everything off. But all right. Nitpickiness. See, when the love drug was there, you were, it was in your apartment called your brain. And the love drug was in her apartment called her brain. You got it on on a regular basis. Everything she did was fantastic. Everything he said was hilarious. You'd look at each other and then you'd just jump on top of each other because you're on the love drug. When the love drug was in the tenant, was in the apartment called your brain, it was a party every night. And I mean every night, damn it, every damn night. <laughs> Stability moved in. Not as much fun as the love drug. Not as much fun. You still got it on, but, you know, only on Saturdays. Maybe Sunday. Maybe during the week sometime if one of you got home early or if there was nothing on television. But you still got it on. And now nitpickiness is here. You're going to wear that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. That's not sexy. Not at all. Oh. All right. I'll go. Yeah. Go ahead. And then you go into the bathroom, you, you shower again because she wants you to shower again because you were only in there. You're only in there for like five minutes. You can mean you're working all day long and you think you only need a five minute shower when we're going to be putting our mouths on each other's bodies. I mean, that's gross, Bill. That's gross. And don't use my soap. OK, I don't want to be kissing on someone that smells like me. I mean, come on. There's some other soap. Your man's soap is under the sink. Uh Oh, nitpickiness is here. He comes out and he's like, really? I mean, I know it's winter time, but could you shave under your arms? I mean, Jesus. I mean, how come you can shave under your arms for strangers outside because you don't want to look gross for them? But I'm the one on top of you getting it on with you. I got to walk around the house and it looks like you hiding some damn cotton balls under your damn arms that are dipped in black paint. What the hell is that crap? I don't want to see that mess. Could you could you please just go in there? I mean, we, 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 look, it's like eleven o'clock. We only if we don't finish getting it on by eleven thirty, you know, I'm gonna have to go to bed. I gotta go to work, and so do you. So just hurry up, go shower up real quick, shave that crap off, and we'll, you know we'll do the little sex thing, and then I will go to sleep. Nitpickiness is here. Nitpickiness is one is just one of the worst. Is that oh you just you can't wait for nitpickiness to move out nitpickiness you just want nitpickiness to leave but nitpickiness has a nice long lease an unbreakable lease 
you can't kick nitpickiness out yet. Oh, no, you can try. You can try to kick nitpickiness out. You can try to beat nitpickiness to the point. You can try to do things to make nitpickiness one leave. You can try it. Right. She shaves under her arm before you get there. You put you shower. You make sure you, she hears you showering for 10 minutes. But nitpickiness is not that easy to evict. Oh, no. Nitpickiness does not want to go. She comes back. You think you're doing something nice. You vacuum and you leave lines on the carpet. Because if I don't leave lines on the carpet, she's going to say it was even though it was my turn to vacuum that I didn't vacuum. Because last time she came in, I vacuumed and I made sure there were no lines in the carpet. And the carpet actually was cleaner. And she walked in the door and as soon as she stepped in the room. So you didn't vacuum, did you? I knew it. I told you it was your turn to vacuum and you didn't vacuum. But I did vacuum. It does not look like you vacuumed. I mean, I'm looking at the carpet and I mean, come on you don't have to lie bill but this time bill goes i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make sure the evening starts out right and i'm gonna leave lines in the carpet because there were no lines when she left and if she sees lines she'll know i vacuumed the carpet here's some lines and bill sits down in the chair looking at the door like here she comes up the steps ah, ha, ha. let us say that there's no lines in the carpet oh my god you left lines in the carpet what the hell is wrong with you you don't even know how to use a vacuum do you oh my god i'll have to do this myself after this long day at work i gotta vacuum again what do you do, Bill, you bastard? <laughs> it's the same thing. With, it's the same thing, ladies. It's the, it's the same thing, you know. It's not about ladies being picky. Dudes are nitpicky as crap, too. Do all of that crap. You know, say it's your turn to cook and all of a sudden something you know he likes. You make it for him because this guy's always talking about how you guys spend too much money going out to dinner. How you spend too much money going out to dinner and how come when he we were married, you used to was you used to cook and he used to cook, but you cook better and he's like and you cook for him and you go, This is Bill's favorite dinner. I'm gonna make it for him. It's not even my night to cook, but I'm gonna cook for him because this time he's gonna get a good meal and I don't wanna hear any crap about how we spend too much money going out and Bill comes into the house. You know I don't like you chicken but but you said you like chicken oh well so i gotta have chicken every night there's no variety see that's the problem with you you are always doing see that's the problem with being married we're married you never mix it up anything you're gonna make me have chicken all the time what is this huh what am i nitpickiness oh no now what you want to do is get past nitpickiness you want to move nitpickiness out and sometimes the preemptive strikes aren't good enough and sometimes you just have to let nitpickiness decide, I don't want to be in here anymore. And nitpickiness moves out of the apartment called your brain. But sometimes you don't know what the next tenant is going to be. The next tenant after nitpickiness could be hate. And you've been there too when nitpickiness moves out and hate moves in. And nitpickiness was a bad resident, but hate absolutely sucks. Hate plays all kinds of wacky music late at night. Hate has different sexual partners coming into the apartment and they all have keys. And you don't like all these people having keys because stuff started missing from other apartments because these other bastards had keys to the front gate. Hate's an asshole. Hate parks where it wants in the... Hate takes up two parking spaces in the apartment's parking lot. Hate's an asshole. Hate pays the rent. Every other month, just enough to keep from getting evicted because hate's kind of threatening. You want to throw hate out, but you see hate 
at the gun range. You don't necessarily know that it has a gun, but you see it at the gun range and you know hate has a bad temper and you want to throw hate out, but you don't want to mess with hate and you don't even know how to get rid of it. Oh, no. Hate floods the toilets and it just doesn't flood its own toilet. It floods the toilet so badly it messes up the toilets of everybody else on the floor. It even floods the floor with water from its bathroom. You better fix that, man. I didn't get this apartment to have the toilet. Why is the toilet overflowing? I don't know. I, my garbage disposal wasn't working, so I just dumped all the food in the toilet. But you can't do that. There's a trashy right over there. I ain't feel like going over there. Hate. What? Nothing. Bastard, I'm going to get him out of here. Oh, no. In relationships, when it comes to hate, all of a sudden, you start doing all sorts of passive-aggressive stuff that you know is really going to hurt the other person. I remember being in a relationship with one lady when we moved past net pickiness and hate showed up. Hate was the tenant in my brain and hate was the tenant in her brain. And we didn't have any problem letting hate stay in. We were a landlord that didn't mind hate being there. Oh, no. She was over there flirting with other dudes trying to make me jealous. And it did make me jealous. Even though we weren't getting it on that much anymore, I still didn't like the fact that she was offering up her delicious buttocks to this other guy. And only offering up her delicious buttocks through her actions to this other guy. I knew she was only doing it to hurt me and I couldn't take it anymore. She would always flirt with some other chump. She wouldn't go as far as to take his phone number. She would go just far enough to get him all worked up and then go, but oh, my boyfriend's back. And then he'd be like, oh, man. And then he'd leave. And then she'd look back at me like, yeah, I could still get access to other genitals, punk. What do you think of that? But you see, that was young six-pack having me. And I was also all sexed up wearing my tight pants, showing my front yummies to the ladies. My lower under the, under the navel, above the knees, front yummies. And ladies could see that crap. Yeah, that's right. She didn't like when ladies were talking to me and looking down at the goodness stuff. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sitting in a way that pokes. Hey, why are you thrusting your hips upward when you sit down? No particular reason. I'm definitely not trying to show the outline of my stuff to women to make you jealous because I wouldn't do that <laughs> no oh I'm sorry lady. let me pick that up for you and flex my bicep which I had at the time and Megan what are you doing you're just flirting with these bitches I, what, for, what, moi? of course not that's the last thing I would ever do <laughs> and all of a sudden we're doing all sorts of passive aggressive stuff because we hated each other we hated the sight of each other and when you have hate me the next tenant after nitpickiness the relationship ends. But there's an alternative to that. Because after nitpickiness leaves, if hate isn't the next tenant, comfort could show up. Now, comfort is not as exciting as love drugs. It's not boring like the next tenant and not a pain in the next like, neck like the next tenant and not a pain in the neck like hate. But comfort comes in. And as it turns out, comfort is actually a better tenant even than the love drug because the love drug you knew as great and as fun as that person was that you knew the love drug was going to leave eventually. But comfort, comfort, if you get to that point, comfort doesn't leave at all. Comfort signs is a long term lease. You know, comfort takes care of the apartment. Comfort is a really good tenant, is a good good friend to the other people in the building. 
comfort pays the rent on time all the time. You don't even have to think about it. Sometimes you come back to the place and the rent check is pushed under the door. Comfort doesn't mess around. If comfort is the next tenant in your mind, in your brain towards the other person, that's when you do the little nice things for each other because you've paid attention to each other. And all of a sudden. She goes, oh, you vacuum. Cool. Thanks. This chicken is rules. Oh, thanks a lot. Oh, you want me to shave for what? I don't want you to change anything. You just do what you do. I didn't marry you because I wanted you to be something else. I married you because I wanted you to be whatever you are and whatever you are is awesome. And she says the same kind of crap about you. As if comfort moves in. And that's the fun part. That's the part that you want to get to when you're thinking about marriage. You know, when you think about marriage or relationships, you think about the beginning part where everybody's you're jumping on top of each other on a regular basis and slurping stuff and squeezing stuff and doing stuff and squeezing and touching stuff. And then you think about the part near the end after all of those other tenants move out of your brain when comfort moves in and you just enjoy being together. Now, I've had all of those things happen, including I never had comfort move in. I've had the other ones all move in. <laughs> and I would like at some point, hopefully in the future, before I die, that uh, finally the tenant known as comfort moves into my brain and the tenant known as comfort moves into the brain of what whatever the next lady I am in a relationship with. Uh, hopefully it'll move into her brain, too, because if we both have that tenant called comfort in our brain. All the cool stuff starts to happen. Right? It's very similar. It's like with your friends. With, with friends, obviously, you don't have the love drug. You have the, hey, that dude's cool drug. And then there's, then when that tenant moves out, there's either lifelong, the lifelong friend tenant moves in or who moves in. <laughs> that's, that's what's cool about friends. You, you, you meet somebody you think they're interesting. The, hey, this guy's cool drug moves in. And you have two choices after that. The, who was that? Yeah, I met him someplace. Eh, whatever. Or, hey, man, what's going on? Let's go see that game. Let's go to MMA fights. Let's go to UFC fights. Now, I've had plenty of that. But I still want the comfort thing to move in with a good woman. That would be great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Especially if she's really cute. And there's wonderful chest yummies. Some wonderful bottom muffins. Even though that's not really that important. It's important that she's a good person, but it wouldn't help. It wouldn't hurt, I should say, if she had uh, some wonderful back yummies and some top chest yummies. And she was cute. That would be good, too. Yeah, it'd be real good. Segment over. You know, folks, uh, there are many options in life. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of people take the a-hole option. And I choose to take the chill option. And you're probably wondering, S machine, what is the chill option? That's where you have when you think about a situation. Do I want to react angrily right now or do I just want to chill? And I have decided that from now on, unless I absolutely have to take the a-hole option, I'm taking the chill option. I'm taking the chill option. And bastards, please take the chill option. I took the chill option earlier today. I'm driving down the street and there's a guy behind me tailgating the crap out of me. You know, driving so closely that if I step on my brakes, I am going to get rear-ended. And I'm annoyed with this guy. 
But then I look up and I look at this and I look and I'm maybe a quarter down the block that I'm driving. And this is a block that I'm familiar with. And because I'm familiar with this area, familiar with this block, I'm familiar with that light. And I know at the distance from the light that I am at, at my current distance from the light, even if I was to stomp down on my on the gas in the mighty Toyota Camry, I would still not make that light. There's only one car behind me. There's no cars behind him. So I decided to, to tap the brake. He, he, he kind of backs off me a little bit. And then I start to slow the car down. Now, all he sees is the green lights. He doesn't realize that as we've traveled, it's become yellow now. He's too busy motioning and, <laughs> and pointing at me and cursing. And oh, he's, he's, he's actually having, it looks like he's having a conversation with a person in a passenger seat that's not there right now. But he doesn't stop him from cursing at me to the person that's not there. So we get up to the corner. And I'm about to make a right turn. So I move my car quickly to the right. One, to get to, to begin uh, to get my car in a position to make the right. And two, to keep this piece of crap from running into the back of the car. You know, the mighty Toyota Camry. So he comes up to the light at a fast rate of speed, steps on the gas and then slams on his brakes. And now he's really mad because he's blaming me for missing the light that he wouldn't have had a chance to make in the first place. Because if he had noticed, if he had looked up, he would have noticed that by the time we approached the light, it had already been red for about three seconds or so. So he was he had no chance to make that light. And also, there's a lot of people crossing the street because there's a bus stop on the other side. There's people that are running back and forth across the street at random. That's the last place you want to be zipping down the street at a high rate of speed. You're going to wind up hitting someone. Had I done what this jackass wanted me to do, I would have gone through a red light, maybe gotten a ticket because there's always police there. You see, I know this area and I know there's usually a police car there. So if I had done what this jackass wanted me to do, I would have run a red light, maybe gotten a ticket and hey, maybe committed manslaughter by running over a person. But I wouldn't want this guy who looks like he got kicked out of a garage band to be late going to wherever he was going. Maybe he wanted to get a coffee. Maybe he wanted to get a double mocha chaka loca mocha mocha chaka loca 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 with extra foam. Maybe that's what he wanted. So he took the a-hole option. He's still gesturing. He's not gesturing directly at me. And he's calling me MFs. I can read his lips and all this kind of stuff. And dumb, stupid, dumb, mother Evan Cammy driving mother her back and all of that crap. And then he looked ahead and he realized I could see on the side of his I wish I was in the band Nirvana face. And I could see that this bastard started to realize, oh, come to think of it, I would have killed somebody had I gone to the intersection, maybe gotten a ticket by that police officer that I now notice that I didn't notice that the smart guy in the mighty Toyota Camry did notice. And I could see that he realized he took the a-hole option when I took the chill option. I didn't even get mad at him. He could have knocked me into the intersection. He could have damaged the mighty Toyota Camry. He could have hit my car and made me hit someone else, but I bet I was able to avoid him. So I took the chill option. I chose not to be angry or mad. I was just amused at this point because the danger was over and I looked over at him. And I had a little smirk on my face. I shouldn't have done that, but I wasn't I wasn't doing it on purpose. I, I now recall that I had a smirk on my face and he looked over at me and he caught me looking at him and I didn't look away. You know, I did I did I did one good thing. This is this is more of a chill option thing. I averted my gaze slightly to the right to make it look like I was looking at something else. 
he wasn't quite sure whether I was looking at him or something else, but I was looking at him. And he felt guilty for being an a-hole. And he wouldn't look at me. And then we both ended our journey. We, he went straight and I went to the right. Now I could have gotten mad. I could have rolled my window down. You mother jumper. You almost ran into my car. She kicked your Kurt Cobain looking ass. I should whoop your ass. Your punk ass. Mother. You look at your car. Your punk ass car. Your punk ass. I kicked your ass. I could have done that. But I chose the chill option. And also, I used to live in Los Angeles and I still, after all the freeway shootings that happened when I was out there, I still just assume everybody has a weapon in the car. I just assume it. Is it true? Probably not. But I just assume it. (laughs) You know, I suffer from road annoyance. I don't suffer from road rage. I suffer from road annoyance. I refuse to rage because when you rage, you are not taking the chill option. You're taking the rage option. And the rage option is an option that makes you do crap that is really, really stupid. No one gets enraged and makes good decisions. I'm furious. That is ridiculous. I am now going to do my taxes and be diligent about these taxes so I will not be audited in the future. That's how furious I am. And then after that, I'm going to eat wise, eat more salads, lower my red meat intake. Oh, that's right. I am furious. Then I'm going to drink more water and work out. Why? Because I'm furious. I'm in. Ri- no. <coughs> Sorry about coughing. When you get enraged, you make dumb decisions. You do dumb stuff. Road rage. Road rage. You get out of your car. The person cuts you off or they drive too slow and you have an out. Maybe you get them. You clutch them in traffic and they're in front of you and they can't get away. And you get out of your car and you walk up to the bus and you get out of your car. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to F you up and bust your ass. I'm going to kick your ass. Just a bang on the window. Get out of this car. I'm going to fight you right now. And then the guy gets out of the car. And you realize you probably should have made a better decision because the guy gets out of the car and he's six foot ten and he's wearing a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and his friends get out of the car and they all have weapons. And you realize you made a big mistake because either you're going to get your ass whipped or shots or you're going to get shot after you get your ass whipped or you're going to get shot and then have your ass whipped or you're going to wet yourself while you run away you should have chosen the chill option and i choose the chill option on a regular basis i really do man I choose the chill option in relationships too man i don't let anything bother me like that man i just don't let it happen you know i just will not let it happen The chill option is the best. Always choose the chill option. I mean, granted, there are times when you might might need to be angry and kick somebody's ass. But I mean, you know, come on, man. Last thing you want to do is take somebody, use the rage option and send them to Ass Whip City. You don't want to do that. Okay, maybe you do want to send them to Ass Whip City, but it's best that you're not sending them to Ass Whip City. Because you may be coming out with a ticket in your hand and go, hey, buddy, I'm angry at you and I'm going to send you on a ticket to Ass Whip City. And then he may go, yeah, that's pretty nice. I have a ticket to your dead city. How about that? So you got to use the chill option. And that's why I use the chill option, you bastards. I'm an even tempered guy. 
somewhat has to do with the fact that I'm now not young. When I was a young man, maybe, maybe I might have rolled on the ground with somebody when I got angry at them, but uh, not anymore. For one reason, I don't want to roll around on the ground and mess my clothes up. Okay, that's not the top reason. That's one of the reasons. I mean, one of the other reasons is I, I, I don't want to get punched in the face. I, I really don't. I've been punched in the face and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. Because the funny thing about it is I, I was surprised at how many people that I knew that you, you would see that you would look at them and you would, th- you would think of them as like a rough, tough guy, like a plumber type guy or a roofer type guy. You know, somebody that works with their hands and they have never been punched in the face. And I went, you've really never been punched in the face? No, I've never been punched in the face. You've been punched in the face? Yeah, I've been punched in the face. You? Yeah. Well, what did you do? Well, I mean, it wasn't a punch intended for me. Well, actually, it was a punch. In, it was a punch intended for me because I was defending someone else who was getting their ass whipped. But I mean, yeah, I've been punched in the face. But I realize after getting punched in the face, I should have taken the chill option. That's what's good about the chill option. If you look, if you go and pick up the book called The Chill Option, which doesn't really exist. I'm just using it as a reference. If you pick up the chill option, if the chill option exists, actually existed as, as, as a written thing, one of the things would say, pros, you don't get punched in the face. Cons, occasionally somebody might go, you should, you should, you scared. Con, pro, you don't get stabbed. Pro, you don't get your ass whipped. Pro, you don't go to jail. Pro, you don't get su- you don't get sued. Pro, you don't make an ass of yourself. Pro, well, I, I, as it turns out, there's a whole lot of pros, and the only con I see is occasionally someone will say you're scared. Now, when you go and you look at a list of things, and there's ninety-seven thousand pros and one con, you realize you've got a winner. But what about you take the asshole option or the rage option or the I got to fight because I, I feel like I don't want to be called scared option. Oh, that's a bad list. Because now it's exactly the opposite of the chill of the chill option. You look at that list and there's like one pro dudes have will say you're kind of tough con. You got punched con. You got stabbed con. You just got out of jail con. You got arrested con. You got sued con 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 con. You're a con. <laughs> right. This really I, I wonder what I really wonder about it is how much of it is just uh, getting mellow as you get older. Because when you get older, you just real like this, the chill option is just so cool. It's so easy to pull out the chill option. It's so easy. Things that used to piss you off just don't mean anything anymore. It just doesn't. You see older couples when when one of the when the other person, the older couple, says something snipey, the person's like, "Bill, you're such a jackass." Yeah, whatever. Why are you being such a witch? Eh, they don't even get mad anymore. I love the chill option chill option actually saves you money because emergency room visits first of all the visits going to probably cost you four grand if you don't have insurance the ambulance trip is going to cost 500 to 600 bucks if you don't take the chill option it's like going to a restaurant we have a large menu here uh we have uh dog shit we have vomit we have urine we have 
human waste. We have this, 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 and this. And we have this one other thing. What is this? A deliciously made meal in a sanitary environment. What? So you have all this other stuff that's disgusting. And you have this one thing here that's a, 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 well, a well-made meal in a sanitary place. Yes. And that's what the chill option is like. There's so many other decisions to make that are stupid. But then there's that one decision you can make, that one thing on the menu that if you order that, everything's cool. And what is that? That's the chill option, damn it. So if you get an opportunity to look at the menu of life, you might want to pick that one. That one feels good going down. The other ones will give you indigestion. Segment over. I hate soft hypocrisy. And I'm not just talking about other people. I'm talking about me, too, because we all have those soft those moments when we have soft hypocrisy. We all do it. Everybody does it. There's something that you, you're complaining about somebody else doing or criticizing somebody else for doing. And you're doing something just like it. Maybe not on the same scale that they're doing it, but you're doing exactly the same thing. It's the same thing. You may not notice it because the scale is so different. It's like if somebody else is, you know, taking poison and you're only taking a little teeny bit of poison. You know, it, it's going to show up on them first because they're drinking so much poison, but you're taking a little bit of poison. So it doesn't show up as much in your world. And I know what I'm talking about because there was a girl that I was dating and she was a smoker. And normally I didn't date smokers, but she was smoking in another way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm back to the story. And I hated smokers. Nice to get on her all the time. And also I would berate her because I like getting on her. <laughs> OK, I'll stop doing that. But I used to give her a hard time about smoking all the time. I used to think it was the dumbest thing in the world. I refused to buy cigarettes for her. There was other friends of mine. They were always smoking and I wouldn't let them smoke in my car, which meant that I always had to pull over and they'd stand outside the car and I'm sitting in the car and they're outside smoking. I'm going, you know, that's bad for you. Why are you smoking? You know, smoke is going to give you cancer and going through all of that crap like they don't know. Everybody knows smoking's bad for them. Everybody knows smoking leads to lung cancer. Everybody knows that it's written on the pack. Everybody knows it you know what's a fact when even the tobacco companies are like look this shit's gonna kill you okay we're tired of getting sued we're just gonna say look you're smoking it and it's going to kill you you're still gonna buy it yeah pretty much i'm still gonna buy it so we can say that it's we just we can admit that it's gonna kill you and you're still gonna buy it yeah pretty much oh okay when it's just gonna kill you. doesn't matter i'm still buying it and then you, you, know, you ever berate somebody because they're smoking while at the same time you got to lose some weight and you're sitting there going, that's what that's my problem. I'm still trying to lose the rest of this weight and I'm getting I'm berating people, not berating them, but just pointing out you shouldn't smoke. You shouldn't smoke. You shouldn't smoke. You know, it's going to kill you. It's going to give you lung cancer. While at the same time, I'm eating stuff that I shouldn't be eating. And you know what? I need to shut the hell up until I'm back in shape. When I'm at optimum health and optimum fitness again, which will take about nine months, then I'm going to really give it to him. But until then, I'm going to shut up. Because that don't make me a hypocrite, especially today. I had a relative that was smoking and I, I was looking at him. I was like, why is this person smoking? What is wrong with him? He knows by puffing on that cigarette, it's making his health bad. I can't believe it. Well, while he's over there smoking, I'm going to go to this fad fast food place and get a really large chocolate shake because that's really healthy for me someone who's currently losing weight to drink this chocolate shake and i am a hypocrite <laughs> right 
if you I mean listen I mean will, will the chocolate shape finish me off as fast as smoking finishes him off no he'll probably get cancer before I get whatever this stuff if I kept drinking slurpees and crap and and and, and, and shakes and I mean I don't do it that often but to say I, I drank a shake every time he drank or he smoked a cigarette which one of us would get sick first probably him right but it doesn't mean I'm not going to get sick too drinking the chocolate shakes and eating hamburgers. I'm going to get sick too. So I should probably shut the hell up. How am I going to be telling this guy not to do something when I'm doing something almost as bad? I'm a douchebag if I do that. I remember there was a relative that was an older relative and he decided, you know, he's not he's not going to work out the way he's supposed to to get himself back in shape. And I know that if he doesn't move around anymore, his muscles are going to atrophy. And I know that, well, at the time that I was giving this guy a hard time for not working out. And at the time I was telling this guy that his muscles are going to atrophy and he's not going to be able to do anything if he doesn't work out. I was getting heavy. And why was I getting heavy? Because I was doing nothing. So wasn't it pretty much the same thing with me when I was heavier than I am now, right? When I was a tubby yid. And I'm telling him, you better work out because it's bad for you, all right? Now, I'm going to move now, and in about four minutes from now, my man tits are going to move also with me. But but And then I probably should shut up, shouldn't I? <laughs> you ever seen somebody in a horrible relationship giving relationship advice to someone else in a less horrible in in a horrible recent this is slightly more horrible than theirs we all have that soft hypocrisy man you're sitting there giving advice when you're doing the same crap shut up you want to see an illustration of this watch a politician call another politician corrupt oh please oh please your whole Everybody in your job is corrupt. You're all a bunch of pieces. Yet. But it's a soft hypocrisy that we all have. We all do it every day. You know, in one of the earlier segments, I was talking about bad driving. You think I've never made a bad driving decision? I mean, I don't make many because I drive like a grandpa because I want to be one. But I've made a mistake. I've rolled through a stop sign before when I wasn't paying attention. Hasn't happened in a while, but it's happened. Right. I've never cheated on a girlfriend, but I have lusted in my heart when I was in a relationship when I was a long time ago. You know, I had a girl, you know, we were having a great time. Her friends come over and her friends are wearing a pair of shorts. Oh, no. No, no. Actually, when I saw her in those shorts, it was more like, oh, yeah. But I didn't do anything to her. But every time she walked across the room, I made it a point to to change the channel on the TV and act like I was changing the channel. And the only thing I was changing was my attention to the lady I was with, to her friend's buttocks as she walked by. Oh, yeah. But later on that night, I'm in a car with a guy and he's looking at this girl and he's got a good woman at home and I'm giving him a hard time. Come on, man. Stop looking at that girl. You you got a good woman at home. And he's like, you're right. You're right. ass. I should not do that. I should not be doing that. Well, in my mind, I still have a picture of my lady friend's friend's butts. Oh, yeah. And I'll be honest with you later on that evening when my girlfriend was. Well, let's just say we're engaged in an activity that rhymes with me banging her. I was thinking about her friend's buttocks. Oh, yeah. Soft 
hypocrisy. I just berated a friend of mine for looking out of a moving car window and lusting after a woman that was obviously in a relationship. And earlier that same day, I'm in an apartment with a woman I loved at the time. And the whole time I'm sitting there looking at her going, she's the most, well, you're the most wonderful woman in the world. I'm so glad you're with me. And in my mind, I'm thinking you're the most wonderful woman in the world. I'm so glad you're with me because if you weren't with me, I wouldn't be able to see your friend's butts. Oh, yeah. Being in this relationship was worth it, not just because you were a great lady, but because I now know that I have now seen the second most delicious buttocks on the planet, only to be beaten by the delicious buttocks of the woman who allows me access to her delicious buttocks. It's that kind of soft hypocrisy we all have, man. You know, and I, and I I feel bad. I feel bad sometimes. I mean, don't you feel bad when, you know, you know, you're wrong, too. Even if you're not as wrong as the person you're saying is wrong, you know, you're wrong, too. You're watching some look at that guy, that politician over there gambling. What kind of guy is that gambling? You got a good job and you're gambling. There's nothing wrong with you. And let me go put $12,000 on fantasy football. And just uh, that's not gambling. That's fantasy football. It's two different words. One word is gambling and one's fantasy football. And I just lost $12,000. And probably my wife. But, 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 but if I bet twice, if I, bet some, if I sell my car and bet that and I, and I win, then it, 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 I'll have more money. And she would be mad, but I've come back with more. I lost the car too. Uh, but that that, that guy on that, that guy was talking about that's not me. His gambling was bad, but my gambling is different because it's mine. <laughs> and we all have that soft hypocrisy, man. It's, it's just it's just a funny thing. I I, it, I and like I said, I I I admit it, man. I admit it. Like I I said earlier in this segment, I was talking to somebody who was smoking and. You know, and I was eating bad foods and that's just as bad in some ways as smoking. And I was talking to a relative that was really letting himself fall apart. And at at that time, I was getting heavy. You know, I was berating a friend of mine, my 20 year old. I'm going to teach. I'm going to try to take my friend and make him stop behaving bad with my incredibly mature 23 year old mind. While at the same time, I'm lusting in my heart over my girlfriend at the time's friend's delicious buttocks. Oh yeah, I'll be honest with you. This has been—it's been a long time since I was in that relationship, and I—and I, you know, when you get to a certain age, like I'm 46 years old, and so obviously that was 23 years ago when I was in that relationship, but I still remember that woman's butt. Oh my God, oh, I don't even remember what the girl, what the butt of the girl I was—I was in the relationship. Okay, hold on. Yes, I do. I oh she oh. Now that I think about it, she had a delicious ass too. Yeah. They both have great butts. But the thing was, the girl I was with, I had access to her buttocks and I knew what it looked like naked. But her friend's buttocks, I didn't know what it looked like naked. I just knew what it looked like shaking around in tight shorts. And the funny thing about it was I started thinking about it. When I was sitting there lusting after my my girlfriend's friend's butt, I started remembering they her butt was very similar to my girlfriend's butt. Because my girlfriend at the time had a delicious buttocks as well. And her friend had a delicious buttocks and her friend's dude was a good dude. And now that I think about it, if you really think about it, if his girl's butt was just like my girl's butt and I was lusting after his girl's butt, even though I had a girl with the same butt who I had access to her delicious buttocks, that means there's a good chance that that bastard, 
while even he had the access to the delicious buttocks I was lusting after secretly, he was probably secretly lusting after my girl's buttocks. That bastard. How dare he secretly lust after my girl's buttocks. I, can't, I mean, what kind of weirdo would be friends with... Ooh, that's some more of that soft hypocrisy again, huh? I was just mad at some guy from 23 years ago who probably lusted after my girlfriend at the time's delicious buttocks. When I didn't mind the fact that at the time I was lusting after his girlfriend's delicious buttocks. See, that's more of that hypocrisy I'm talking about. Damn it. I didn't realize it applied to me again. Bastards. But I gotta be honest, this girl did have a delicious buttocks. Man, that thing was awesome. It was exactly the same buttocks of the woman that I was with. Which is kind of weird. I mean, that, you ever notice how that happens? You have a gorgeous woman, a woman who's awesome and great and awesome. And then you'll see a woman that looks kind of like her or, is, or is enough like her that they could be relatives. And all of a sudden you're looking at her like, yeah, look at that right there. Even though you got a woman in your bed that looks exactly like her. I, I mean, that, that is that is crazy if you really think about it. It's just, you, you, you know what I mean? It's like I, I remember um, there was a. <laughs> I remember a girl that broke up with me and started dating a dude that looked just like me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what? I mean, it'd be different if this guy was, you know, some kind of great dude or maybe I was lacking in some way or I was horrible and, you know, maybe he, oh, he's really good looking and you're nothing. And I'm going, it's the same guy. In fact, he's like a discount version of me. Not that he's not a bad, he's a bad guy, but he didn't have my charisma. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I, I, I got sidetracked there for a second. I was just thinking about that. Jesus Christ. Back to the story. Well, back to the topic. But isn't that kind of weird? You know, I'm, you know, when you, <laughs> when somebody else is doing something and then you sit there slamming them and then you realize you're doing the same crap. It sucks that that happens. But we all have that soft hypocrisy. But I'm pledging to myself right now, bastards, I'm pledging to myself that what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at my behaviors. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to find all of that soft hypocrisy and I'm going to erase all of it. I'm going to sit there and if ever I have the nerve to even in my mind criticize somebody else before before I allow that criticism to sink in. I'm going to look at myself and see if I'm doing anything very similar to that. And I'm going to clean myself up. So instead of using that, me noticing what someone else is doing wrong, I'm going to use what I think they're doing wrong as a way to find out what I'm doing wrong and to clean up my act instead of being so bold, if even in my mind, to criticize somebody else. I mean, that'll make me a better person, right? It'll make me a better S. Anthony than I am right now, you know? Like if somebody's smoking and I'm eating junk food, I need to shut up. So what I do is I'm going to change my diet permanently and start eating good stuff. So I'm not damaging my health with what I ingest the way they're damaging their health by ingesting that smoke. Yeah. And I'm not going to criticize anybody because they aren't working out when I'm not working out enough. So I'm going to work out more and that way I would be in great shape. That's right. 
And I'm not going to be all looking at somebody else's girlfriend's ass when my girlfriend's ass is just as nice as his girlfriend's ass. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take all of my lust and just aim it at whatever woman I'm with at the time. And I'm not even in my thoughts going to be sitting there thinking about taking somebody else's girlfriend or some woman I shouldn't be touching in the first place or some 19 year old girl with a perfect body. I'm not going to sit there lusting after those people when I'm in a relationship. I'm not going to dream about taking those women that aren't my girlfriend that I can't touch in real life, but I can touch them in my mind to a mental bang city. I'm not doing it. And when I clean up all of that crap and I'm bad, I'm the best S. Anthony that I can be. I'm going to look in the mirror and say, you did it, S. Machine. You're eating good. You're working out and you've discussed gotten all of that disgusting lust out of your mind and you're a better person for it and then when that moment happens i'm gonna criticize this shit out of everybody because at that point i will be much much better than the rest of you losers i, I mean um <laughs> i mean i just want to make sure that i evolve as a human <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. It made me sound bad, didn't it? I'm, I'm sitting here trying to talk about improving myself, and then I kind of admitted that I, I not only do I want to improve myself, but I just want to use it as leverage to make myself think that I'm better than other people and then judge them harshly. <laughs> mm. Oh, God, this, I kind of ruined the segment, didn't I? It was, it was going pretty good there, you know. I had like a little nice message there, you know, about how. You know, we should all, you know, instead of being slightly hypo uh, hypocritical and judging other people, we should work on ourselves first. You know, like, a, you know, the, the, you know, don't look at the splinter in someone's eye when you have a, you know, that, that kind of thing. But I had that going and then I kind of ruined it at the end. But that's all right. I mean, uh, if you've been listening to me for the almost two years I've been doing this crap, you know that sometimes I'll start out with a noble message in one of my segments. And then it'll devolve into some crap. And then I feel ashamed about myself. And then I abruptly end the segment like I'm about to do now. Segment over. Folks, th let me ask you a question. Now, I'm a people person. I mean, obviously, part of my part of my uh, my career is interacting with people, whether it be someone who listens to this podcast, which I enjoy uh, interacting with the people that listen to the, to the podcast. And when my role as a comedian, when I go back out next year to, to put my new show together and finish my new show up and do my thing, I'm going to be meeting people in large numbers at a time. And I'm a people person when it comes to that. And I also am a people person when it comes to being in relationships. I am happy in general, but I'm also happier when I have a significant other. When I have a lady in my life that, I'm, that I care about, that she's, she's, she's fun to be with, she's nurturing, and I love nurturing her, and I love to help her do whatever she needs to do to make herself happy and vice versa. I like that. But even though I'm a people person and I love being in relationships, I still and I'm sure you probably agree and have this time as well. And you feel this way as well. I, if, if, if I'm wrong, let me know. But I don't think I am. Sometimes you just want to be alone. It doesn't mean you don't like people. No, that's not the case. But you like yourself more than you like other people. And sometimes you just want to spend time with that great person called you. You know, when you have too many people around you, whether it be at work or whether it be in your house or whether it be in your job, 
you just get sick and tired. And sometimes you just don't want to hear another human voice that isn't coming through a computer screen or a television screen. You don't want to have an actual human there. You don't want to because you want to just blend in. You don't want to have any conversations. You don't want to talk about the weather. You don't want to talk about the relationship. You don't want to talk about the game that happened last night. You don't want to talk about politics. You don't want to talk about crap. All you want to do is turn on YouTube, type in bullies get beaten up or dash cam crashes eat your sandwich and watch bad drivers drive into a pole and curse at each other in russian that's all you want to do sometimes you want to watch the dumbest program you can think of you go to your television and you turn to a television station that you know plays old sitcoms that you watched when you were a kid that you thought were funny back then and now you think they're funny but this time you think they're funny ironically and you just want to do that you just want to quote veg out unquote you know those moments when you just don't want to do anything you know hammock moments moments when you just want to lay in a hammock nobody lays in a hammock except richard branson and wants to think about business and crap no you don't hammocks are when you just want to i don't want to think about crap i want to drink this pina colada or whatever and have everybody leave me the hell alone you can tell when you're having those moments because the normal pleasantries that you would have under a normal uh, uh, under a normal circumstances when your neighbor says hi to you, you kind of brighten up a little bit. You like that person. Hey, 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 what's going on? But then there are times when you don't want to be bothered and they say, hey, and you go, hey, what's going on? But inside you're thinking, why did I come home now? If I came home 30 seconds from now, I wouldn't have to say hello to this dude. And now I got to say hello to this dude. And I don't want to have a conversation conversation oh god he's leaving his porch and he's coming over here and he's going to want to talk dear people who want to talk if a person's walking in a house with a bag from a restaurant they want to eat their food hot they don't want you to come over and talk about crap that doesn't mean anything i don't want you coming over here telling me and showing me on your ipad that your granddaughter played a song guess what the song sucks and your granddaughter's rendition of the song really sucks you know what doesn't suck Eating my General Tso's chicken, that doesn't suck, and that's what I want to do right now. That's what you're thinking. Now, I've gotten really good at getting rid of people when I want to get rid of them. I had to give the lesson to a couple of relatives of mine who always get stuck talking to people when, they, when they're in the mood to not talk to people. Like I said, there are times you just want to be alone. And I, they would sit there, well, anyway, Jim, and then they just sit there talking and talking and talking and they don't know how to get away from those people. Well, I do. You know what I do? I'm talking to you and I never stop physically moving toward where I want to go. Hey, it's Anthony, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, blah. And I'm still moving towards my front door. All right, man, see you later. And I keep going. I don't give them a chance to trap me by asking me a question because people will do that. They'll ask you a question that requires a long ass answer. It's Anthony, before you go into the house with your hot food that you want to eat because most people want to eat their food hot, not have to reheat it in the microwave because that really ruins the taste. Why do you think we're all here in the universe? Huh? You want to talk about that as your food gets cold? Um, Why we're all here in the universe? Uh, what's that? I think my phone's ringing. Um, you can hear your phone through the door. Yeah, that's much, much more polite than go fuck yourself. Okay, I don't actually say that to people. I just go, eh, hey, come on, man. I, we'll talk later, and I just leave. 
You ever walk into your house and you have like a you got a piece of cake or a piece of cheesecake or you got a you got a soda or you got a or maybe you, you bought a DVD back when people wanted to buy DVDs and or maybe you got a new album back when people bought albums and you walk in a house and you just want to sit down and enjoy the new album or enjoy reading this magazine or start this book or you just want to sit back and enjoy something wonderful that happened to you that day and someone is there in the house and they want to talk about dumb crap oh no sometimes there's just so many people around you you can't have that time alone when you just don't want to talk to anybody I think I talked about it on the podcast before. One of my favorite things to do, and I don't get to do it that often, unfortunately, is I like to watch CBS Sunday morning while eating cornflakes with fruit cocktail on top of it and drinking a cup of coffee and having the sports section. I like that. That's one of my joys in life. I know it doesn't sound like much. I know it sounds stupid. I know, but it makes me happy. I like it. I like watching that show because I love those. I love the magazine, the, the old style magazine style of that show where you know, well, here's middle America and you see people in farms who have funny stories and here, here's the fattest pig in the world. Huh? Hey, these guys eat fried butter. You take the butter, you put it on a stick, you dip it in the batter, then you fry it. Well, there's a whole long line of people that like to eat fried butter and I love those stupid stories. Love that crap. Love that show. Love eating a bowl of cornflakes with fruit cocktail on it, drinking a cup of coffee with the sports section in front of me and watching cbs sunday morning i love that but i don't get to do it it was one of the joys in my life but i don't get to do it why because i have obligations because of other people and that was one of those times when i loved to be alone i don't get a lot of alone time now and i wish i did I know you got to feel the same way. You can't tell me that there are times when you just wish people would just give you that time alone. I wish there was something we could do as a society. You know, maybe uh, tech geniuses get on it. Create some kind of electronic device that we can wear as a, as a as a, as people in general. Like everybody decides to put one on, and you can push a button when you just don't feel like talking to people, and especially or you know, and then then people, oh well, and you walk in the house and people, you walk by and they see that thing flashing. Oh, I was going to ask them something stupid, but uh, we're going to leave them alone now because this thing is flashing. I want that. Now, granted, that's not really necessary. You can just do what I do, which is keep walking while you're being pleasant to people, but. You got to want, I mean, everybody wants to be alone sometimes, right? I mean, just for a little while. I mean, I'm not crazy, am I? Of course not. Okay, maybe I am crazy. I didn't even really think about that, you know I mean? I mean, I've listened to my own show and I know that that shit is weird. Maybe I am crazy. Anyway, <laughs> but if you feel the same way, let me know. You know, what do you like to do when you're alone? Okay, nothing disgusting. Unless you're a woman, then I want to hear all about it. Uh, but what do you like? What do you like? What are your joys in life that are just dumb, mindless crap? Let me know. All right. I'm 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 just curious. Make me feel less weird by letting me know what weird crap you do when you're alone. You dig? Segment over.
Well, folks, how you doing? I want to thank you very much. This has been episode number 183 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as the show you just listened to. And I want to thank you very, very much for giving me your time again this week. I want to thank you very much for another big week of listens and downloads last week. And uh, one last thing, if you want to follow me on Twitter, please do so. And my Twitter for me specifically, me personally, is at S. Anthony Thomas. The podcast's Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. Uh, the email address is the S. Anthony Says podcast at gmail.com. And once again, if you want to support the show at no cost to you, you know, because all you got to do is go to at S. Anthony Says. It's in the bio. Click on the link, which is my Amazon affiliate link, a book markets. And when you do your shopping on Amazon, as you already were doing anyway, it will support the show at no cost to you at all. That's what it will do at no cost to you at all. It will it will support the podcast. So I want to thank you guys very, very much for your help. Uh, very, very much for the love that you showed me. And I will see you again next week. Much love to you. I will see you later. S. Anthony out. Ah.